What you eating, Dave? Mm. Are you hungry? I am. Here, try this. It's a new and improved flavor of Brain Snacks. It's a new and improved flavor. Mm-hmm. It's design flavored. It's design flavored. How do you make a design flavor? I mean... Oh, you know, it's bold and attention grabbing. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, I love the the illustrations on the bag. I mean, the bag looks awesome. Yeah, makes you want to eat more, right? Yeah. It says, uh, tasty food for thought. I like that. That's clever. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Um, mm. so oh. What do you think? So good. Isn't it so good? Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. So, mm. uh, well, um, today we're talking to Neil about design, right? We are. That Neil, who just happens to be the person who designed the Brain Snacks bags. That's right. And he yeah. designed a lot of other stuff for Zombified, right? Yeah, he is our Zombified illustrator. He did the design on the website, the floating head, our logo. Every one of our awesome Zombified episode covers. Now, the issue up till now has been you can't wear any of those. That's right. But now, he's also designed t-shirts, right? Exactly. So, finally, now we have some ways of actually wearing our um, Zombified spirit. That's right. So, for those of you who've been walking around with your laptop taste taped to your chest, now you can just buy a t-shirt and show people how much you like Zombified. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, so we've got a, a t-shirt with a Zombified floating head on the front, a black tee with a floating head. It looks awesome. And on the back, it says Zombified, your source for fresh brains. All right. And um, you can get yourself one of those on the zombified.org website. You can also get a 4 by 4 sticker of the floating Zombified head. You can put that on the back of your laptop or on your water bottle or anywhere you like, wherever you want to stick it. And so that's it. That's at zombified.org. Right? Uh, zombified.org. So, and we're going to read a review and we're now doing a thing where if you write a review and tweet it, you can win a t-shirt, right? That's right. Yeah. Why don't you read the review and then we'll, sure. we'll explain. Uh, so this review is from Jess Ayers 90. She says the new age of zombies is here. Zombified is a radically new and engaging podcast. The podcast takes the perspective of what things in our world can change or control our behavior and what we can do about it. So thanks for the review. Yes, thank you. And if you would like to go on Apple Podcasts and leave a review, just write something. It doesn't even have to be nice, actually. You could write whatever. Right. Just write yeah. something. Yeah. Um, exactly. You can say, like, you know, this podcast you know, made me rethink my life and now um, I think I'm just manipulated by everything and my life is way worse now. I mean, if that's really like w where you're at, like tell us, cause we want to know that too. Yeah. Cause ultimately what we want is to reduce the global burden of zombification. And so if it's not working, if we should be doing something differently, we want to know that. Right. That's true. Yeah. So, and even if it hasn't ruined your life, if there's other topics you want us to discuss, <laughs> things like that, we'd like to hear that. Exactly. Well, so. Exactly. Uh -oh. So, so yeah, so go on iTunes I'm sorry, not iTunes. It's like Apple Podcasts now where you can actually leave the review and uh, write the review and then copy and paste that into a tweet and tweet it at Zombified um, Pod. And then we will enter you into a raffle to win a Zombified t-shirt. Designed by Neil. Designed by Neil, who I'm about to talk to for this delicious design flavored mini episode of Brain Snacks. All right. Let's check it out. 
We started. We we're started. We just started just now. Straight into it. Um, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm I'm Neil Smith. I am a, a graphic designer, um, illustrative designer. Yeah, and uh, you happen to be the and I happen to illustrator. Be the illustrator. I'm privileged enough to be the illustrator for the thrilling zombified podcast. Yes, well, it's awesome to it is. have you here. So. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. This is, a, this is a treat. And I expect that I am the first guest you've had on who does not have a PhD. Mm, nope, that's not true. Oh, who? I'm Mark Minucci. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Has he got letters after his name, though? Um, I, I think he probably has some letters after his there name. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm honoured and privileged well, it's great to have and you a bit excited. Yeah. And you have something for me, you said? I do. I have a gift. So, That's really um, nice. I'm really excited to see what it is. Well, it's quite silly. But I like that. I like silly. Um, and it's slightly aimed at the fact that uh, I know your family and lab are coming over to London. And mm. I can imagine there's going to be a time when you don't want to talk about zombification uh, and, and microbes and stuff. What? Um, time when I don't want to talk yeah, about exactly. that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hard to imagine what that is. So, so it's a game. <gasps> zombie dice? It's a zombie dice game. Awesome. Yeah. So my, my, my favourite, my second favourite podcast um, is the Adam Buxton podcast. Um, and he always gives his guests a, a little gift. So I thought I'd turn the tables. And, oh, thank uh, you. That's okay. This is awesome. I can't yeah. wait. I think it's a sort of, uh, I think it's as simple as, I think it's a super simple uh, zombie dice, a quick game for any zombie fan or the whole zombie family. Oh. The 13 okay. custom dice of your victims push your luck to eat their brains or stop before the shotgun blasts uh, at the end of your turn. Wow. Play it at lunch. Brains, yes. Or while you're in line for a zombie movie. There's so many times when I could use that. So yeah, perfect. Thank so you. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully this will start a trend of your guests giving you gifts. That's a. Re I appreciate you doing that. Okay. Starting a. See what I'm up to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Neil, I wanted to ask you about illustration and yeah. zombification, and mm -hmm. I mean, maybe you could even just start by telling us a little bit just about your process when you're. Like what is, how do you make the illustrations for the podcast? Okay. Um, well, for these illustrations, um, I think, I think, uh, I think I've, I've arrived at a process, uh, these days, having been doing, doing this for a little while, um, where I quite like to start with an idea, but obviously you've already had the idea and then but then to get towards a sort of mood board for a tone of voice mm -hmm. so to try and get a load of stuff that already exists in the world 
um, that you think might be, that, that you uh, and me think would be appropriate um, to kind of establish a, uh, a tone of voice. So um, so we kind of yeah, go stuff. back and forth. And that's what like we did. That. That's yeah. what we did at the beginning of this. I, yeah. You said, oh, I've got... I've got something in mind. I think it's like this. Yeah. And I sent you a couple of mood boards with stuff you mean. And I, so I could say, I could show you something and go, like this, you mean? And yeah. you go, no, not really. More like, <laughs> more like something else. Yeah. Um, but so we've established uh, what, you know, established the feel. Yeah. It's very kind of idea brainy. It. Very brainy. Yeah. Super yeah. brainy. Um, and then after that, um, yeah, a bit of sketching, a bit of rough sketching, mm-hmm. which is, um, so I'm not an amazing artist, oh, uh, but on. I, oh no, 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 <laughs> but, uh, but I can sketch out, I can sketch out, um, ideas and, um, I love the old advertising, the old advertising sort of, uh, uh mantra that is you should be able to sell an idea, uh, on a rough. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if your idea works as a scratchy idea on a bit of, you know, uh, pencil on paper, um, then it will definitely work when you invest time working it up into right. um, working it up into something finished and lovely. So, so we did a bit of that. I sent mm-hmm. you some pencil sketches, and you were like, "Yeah, kind of like that, but maybe a little bit more like this." Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we we had a sort of visual conversation, you know, um, to arrive at arrive at uh, a look and feel that we both liked. Yeah. And then I feel like it's much easier from then you can, I can kind of crack on with confidence. Yeah. Um, so like when you're doing an illustration yeah. for an episode, what's yes. your, what's your process? What are you, what are you doing okay. there? Uh, well, we, we, we asked all of the, we asked all of the, uh, well, firstly, you'd come up with an, an idea for the way you wanted the guest episode. You know, uh, you had an idea for, you know, what that, at least the aesthetic for the aesthetic, it. And then yeah, exactly. Run exactly. With it and then yeah. yeah. And I will run with it based on um I think I can see these things quite quickly in my head. I think it's one of the slight curses of uh, you know, equally cursed and blessed with a, a big imagination. Mm-hmm. Um so I can from your words in an email saying, Oh, why don't we try you know, why don't we try Clive Wynn with a with a little puppy and they've both got their brains attached to yeah. things, that, you know, kind of wired up together. Yeah. Uh, I can see that pretty quickly in my head and, and then I can, and then I kind of work it up from there. But each one of them, I start with um, a photograph. So we asked all of the guests to take a selfie. So I'm literally working from a photo, um, which automatically gives you the form of the person's face mm-hmm. and, you know, so it looks like them. Yeah. And then it's just a matter of working up the, working up the crazy nonsense on top yeah. uh, until you reach a point where, you know, you're, you've got something that, that, that looks, looks, looks bonkers enough to uh, send to you. <laughs> uh, and you, and, you, and you, either, yeah. you either like it or you come back with suggestions and, and I th- what I think, are you doing while you're illustrating? Yeah. What am I doing while I am illustrating? Well, I work in a program called Adobe Illustrator, uh-huh. um, which is quite labour intensive, I uh-huh. suppose. But I've been using it for a while, uh-huh. um, so I'm quite. I find it quite intuitive. Mm-hmm. It's zombified me uh, mm-hmm. in that it is. You know, I'm. I'm. Um, I love it. We 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 are. I'm, a, I'm an Adobe Illustrator evangelist. Adobe Illustrator <laughs> changed my life, uh, 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 and so I, um, me and Adobe Illustrator sit down together uh, uh-huh. and 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 work these things up. 
Are you uh, listening? Over that. Yeah, listening yeah. to... Um, uh, genuinely, I'm listening to Zombifies uh, quite often while I'm doing it. Mm. Um, uh, I have had occasions where I'm working on the episode, listening to the guests who I'm working on. Oh, that's uh, cool. Which is quite interesting. But yeah, yeah. podcasts. I'm, I'm crazy for podcasts. So um, it depends. If I'm at a really fiddly or tri- technically tricky stage, then I might not listen to mm-hmm. anything. But uh, mostly because I've been using Illustrator for a while and it comes quite intuitively and I'm often working from photographs. Um, I can listen to music, I, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fairly, I'm quite big on the old jazz and bit of jazz and funk these days. Awesome. Uh, so mm-hmm. so I've, I've got loads of, you know, loads of uh, radio, radio um, downloaded sort of a radio shows that I love, Spotify playlists. Mm-hmm. We need a zombified Spotify playlist. Yes. That is something to do going that forward because there are an awful lot of um, songs relating to... Zombification. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. All yeah. of the ones about love. Exactly. Yeah, for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So what do you think in terms of like, you know, illustration and design and mm. how it interacts with our brains and like how much it, you know, how does it affect our behavior and yeah. we have some thoughts well, about I, that. Well, I really, I feel strongly as somebody who didn't go to art school um, that I'm very much not, and all, all of your guests are normally authorities on their chosen subjects. I do not feel like I'm an authority on how uh, design and illustration controls brains. However, um, I, I do, I, I do have a strong interest, and I think I, I, I'm probably at a point where I'm reading more about art and design um, now more than I than I ever have. Um, and I suppose I think the so it's been a hundred years since the Bauhaus uh, mm. School of Design was opened. Do you know all about that? Yeah. Um, and that's something that my favourite left-leaning liberal newspaper ran a lovely, um, lovely sort of visual celebration of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of very clean lines yeah, okay. and yes, exactly. geometric. Yes, yeah. exactly. So um, form, uh, form and function. Um, I think it's form after function was their, was their thing. The, mm-hmm. the, the idea that, uh, the idea that um, something can be functional and beautiful. Mm-hmm. But this, uh, this thing I saw in the newspaper, uh, it said one of the great legacies of the Bauhaus was um, uh, signage. And yeah. the example they gave was the airport. So the international, uh, you know, in an airport, you have potentially a lot of zombified holiday goers. That's right. Uh, yeah. all, all, all staggering around the airport, desperately trying to figure out where they're going to go and how yeah. they're going to go there. Um, and one of the legacies of the Bauhaus was these super simple um, icons. So arrows, um, mm. the international icon for departures, uh, the, the aeroplane coming down, down the international up. sign for yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, arrivals, departures, um, sans serif font, super clean, very limited colour palette because a limited colour palette aids clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, so signage that is really limited but... There's, you know, everything that's on there that needs to be on there is there, uh, but there's no fat on it. There's no nonsense. Everything you need and nothing everything that you need. Everything you need. And, <laughs> and you look up and you see the arrow and you see the... Yeah. Um, 
and it occurs to me that the Bauhaus is sort of legacy for you know for, for sort of uh, it sort of informed kind of functional design and like motorway signs mm -hmm. you know that's another example of where you're kind of monged out where you're when you're trying to get mm -hmm. from A to B and you're just following arrows mm -hmm. arrows you know clean colors sans serif um, so you're kind of being moved around right uh, and you trust you trust these arrows uh, and mm. you trust these signs, and you've given yourself over over to the idea that they're going to take you where you where you need to go. You don't think anymore. Just yeah. Follow, just follow the arrows. So it makes you feel a little more secure in yeah, your exactly. vacation. You exactly. Com yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Comforted. Yeah. Comfort, happy, happy zombies. <laughs> um, so that was something that occurred to me. Uh, yeah. I mean, I am quite easily zombified by illustrations. Yeah. Um, I had recently a, a friend of mine, a neighbour. Uh, my neighbour, who lives a couple of doors along, uh, he works in TV and film. He was a he, he was one of the guys that worked on Shaun of the Dead, mm. the zombie, zombie reference for you. But he showed me this really amazing book that he'd been a bit obsessed with by a chap, chap called Simon Stellenhag, who's a Swedish illustrator. And his illustrations are so atmospheric and amazing. Mm. And my neighbour has his walls are sort of covered in these amazing prints. I was completely besotted by them, mm. uh, really sort of so atmospheric um, and cinematic. Mm. And just for two hours, I was, I, you know, he lent me a book and I went straight home and started reading it like a little boy. <laughs> and I went onto the internet and bought one of his prints mm. and, you know, um, bought a frame to go with the print, you know, on Amazon. And it delivered right the next day. And, and I, I'd just gone a bit crazy, really, mm. because I was so into it, so excited about it. And it, um, what about it absorbed you? Uh, it, well, it, the, the, his style is very sort of, uh, so it's, it's sort of science fiction, but, mm. but it's, set in, it's set in 80s America. Uh, no, well, the one I'm reading at the moment is. Okay. The original series is set in 80s Sweden. Mm. Uh, and it's after a government experiment has gone wrong on a Swedish island. And there is the sort of legacy of this technology, this super advanced technology. So it's a landscape, a landscape that's really familiar mm -hmm. during the daytime, sort of, with that sort of 80 sheen, but there's loads of robots lying around and, mm. you know, high level tech uh, and weaponry. And there's mm. just children playing in the sort of, in these landscapes huh. where there's, you know, a rotting, the rotting remains of a, of a giant robot. That's um, and it's really, you know, so atmospheric, you almost feel like you could, you can smell it. Huh. And it reminds me of when I was a kid and watching Star Wars for the first time. Oh. Something so atmospheric. But it completely got in my head and I went a bit mad for about 24 hours, mm. just obsessed with this one guy. Mm. And then I slightly snapped out of it. Mm. And, uh, well, it, it I'm, I'm struck by how like there's this kind of 80s nostalgia mm. aesthetic happening in mm. general. And yeah. I mean... Uh, what you're describing of, you know, like kids playing like in the, you know, rubble of like technology. How, I don't know. It seems like somehow it's very metaphorical about, you know, us children of the eighties. And like now there's like all this technology and we don't really know, yeah. you know, how we interface with it yeah. and if it's taking us over or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it's. Well, here's the, the most recent book I'm reading is about, is about, it's the, it's the, uh, uh, aftermath of um, his, his, this Simon Stellenhag chap. I think his book has just been optioned by Hollywood. 
because um, it's such a strong idea, but it's in the aftermath of technology having overwhelmed society. You know, everyone's got a machine literally strapped to their head for these virtual experiences. Um, but the world has gone to hell as a, as a mm-hmm. result, you know, the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really, you know, but the illustrations are so mesmerising and amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, the chap is clearly a bit of a genius. Hmm. Um, does that count as being zombified by an illustration? I think so. Do you think yeah. so? Yeah. How about um, advertising? We've talked yes. about that a little bit. Yes, I, yeah. I, I feel, yes, advertising is, I think, the most obvious example. Or, or if you go, yeah, advertising is definitely the most obvious example of persuading people, persuading um, or yeah, trying to take over people's brains with ideas, um, yeah. primarily with ideas. And using imagery. But, you, but, yeah. but design and illustration yeah. are, are the kind of weapons of <laughs> ideas, aren't they? Yeah. You know, if you're in advertising and you're trying to sell something, your idea will come first. You know, I think in advertising they often used to talk about creating a problem first. So, you know, mm. are you worried about your are you worried about your fringe, Athena? Are you worried that your fringe isn't hanging right? Mm-hmm. I've got a product that was will be perfect for you. Right. All you have to do is, is hand over is, your credit card fringe details. How you say bangs? Oh, bangs! Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was like, it's like what, my, the what? fringe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. Bangs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but create a problem. Right. And then sell. How are my bangs? By the way, they're great. Okay, really okay. great. Really great. <laughs> that was not a comment. On that. Uh, See, uh, you've already got me worried. There you go, all you, you had to yeah, do was okay. suggest it. If you are worried about. I've got something to sell to me. But yes, advertising, uh, my pal Simon, uh, he's, um, he's in advertising and, and he's a great source of um, amazing, you know, stories about, you know, ways, ways to sell things. Um, For example. Uh, great, you know, great ideas. Well, we were talking the other day about one of the great sort of, one of the great, ads i suppose historical ads which is the your country needs you mm-hmm. uh advert. Right. Um, yeah with the finger with pointing with the finger pointing yeah. yeah um which was an advert that came about because the british army had run out of soldiers um <laughs> and mm. needed to recruit mm-hmm. more soldiers to go to war and they could easily have run an ad that said, we've run out of soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> but they came up with this brilliant yeah. idea um, for an advert, um, which is your country needs you with a finger pointing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the US, we have Uncle Sam. Sure, it's the same. You, it's it, the same thing. Did the British one come first? It did, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. it did. Um, yeah. I scribbled it down, actually. Yeah. Um, but... Um, but it's a brilliant piece of manipulation. Hmm. You could say that um, we've run out of soldiers. <laughs> or you could say your country needs you. And it's an advert that is having, so it evokes feelings of guilt mm-hmm. uh, and responsibility. responsibility and duty. Yeah. Um, and it does the brilliant thing that adverts are supposed to do, yeah. which is to make you feel like the advert is speaking directly to you. Yeah. So it's not addressing millions of people. It's talking directly to you. Literally um, pointing literally to pointing you. Literally pointing to you. Uh, 
um, and, of, and of course it was a really successful ad and you know mm-hmm. however many however many signed up right, because so. of that uh, but but you know advertising is about persuasion and manipulation right and you know there are the, the, the graphic graphic design has all of the tools to aid that right so color you know if you want to if you want to persuade children um, your go-to color combination would be red and yellow which is the car, which is the logo logo for McDonald's Lego. Mm. Mm. Um, if you want to communicate with teenage girls, uh, you know uh, a good combination is black, hot pink, and yellow. Mm. Um, if you want to communicate to middle-aged middle-aged men who think of themselves as very sophisticated, then you'll use a selection <laughs> of quite dull, sophisticated colours. But but you know. Um, but I think um, you know magazine designers have long thought of certainly in the in the sort of heyday of magazine design. I think I think the you know the the magazine section of the newsagent was a real battleground mm-hmm. um, with designers um, using color and type and ideas to sell uh, to to different sections of mm-hmm. you know. And it was competitive, you know, really yeah. competitive. Um, I think one of the rules was never use green on the cover of a magazine because green is such a relaxing colour. It doesn't excite the reader to pick up and buy. Mm. Um, so hot colours on, on the covers of magazines are more inclined, you know, mm. those are used to get into people's mm. brains and mm. excite them. Interesting. Like I was talking to you about the... Uh, this story that popular fast food chains use orange on the walls of their restaurants because they want people to eat up quickly and get on their way so that the next group of fast food zombies can come in. <laughs> and orange is a, you know, it's a, a really energising colour. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of exciting. Yeah. But it's also quite hard to take in large quantities. Right. So people don't mm. stick around. So it's mm. kind of using colour to control people. Yeah. Control behaviour, you know. Mm. Um, I'm struck in hearing you talk about, you know, sort of the old school advertising. Oh, yeah. About how that contrasts with a lot of what's going on now, like with, um, you know, internet ads. Sure, sure, sure. Where rather than people, you know, sitting in a room and talking about what's going to work... There's actually just all these A, B designs where it's like, you know, half the people are seeing this version of the yeah. ad and half are seeing this. And yeah. then they're just looking at the data of who's clicking. And I mean, I don't know if that makes it more, you know, that's a more scientific approach to yeah. advertising or yeah. if it's just like some sort of a race to the bottom of just like, how do you get the click-throughs without yeah. necessarily it well, having a unified uh, aesthetic sure. experience or... I listened to a, uh, um, yeah, I love reading about advertising and um, my, my, my power points me towards some really interesting reads. And one of the, one of the really good reads is a, a guy called Dave Trott, who's a, um, quite famous over here, um, well, worldwide, I think. Uh, but he's great. He's great on, he's quite good on human nature and tapping mm-hmm. into that, tapping into that stuff. And I, but I think among those, among those kind of more senior advertising guys, there seems to be slightly, they're slightly lamenting 
the days when you could have a really brilliant idea mm. and come up with a really imaginative way of selling it to people um, because there is this, we're overwhelmed these days. I think one of Dave Trott's stats is that 90% of advertising doesn't work. And that's hmm. not because it's necessarily not good advertising, but that it, there's just so much advertising that people are overwhelmed by it. So, mm-hmm. your, so your idea doesn't land in the way that it used to. Because there isn't bandwidth for it. Basically. Yeah, you just can't, you know, as human beings, we are overwhelmed by information. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, every man and his dog is advertising something on Twitter, whether it's themselves or... And people are more design savvy than they used to. People instinctively understand more about how to get an idea to land using colour mm-hmm. or using a really punchy idea. You know, the, the, the language of advertising is used by politicians. You know, Trump's brilliant uh, use of, you know, a, a punchy slogan, you know, make America great, make great again. Mm-hmm. You know, really punchy. That's a, that is a punchy yeah. advertising thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's got the best advertising team in the business behind him. And mm-hmm. the same way that, um, you know, the same way as the Brexit, um, the Brexit parties over here, you know, there's, there's a real, people are really advertising savvy these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much more information. Um but uh, yeah, certainly advertising, and also when you go back to propaganda as well, like yeah. Soviet the Soviet posters, yeah. you know that was some pretty serious mind control. Right. Um, well, um, you know, my, my friend, you know, uh, was saying the other day that you know advertising about is about persuading, but with those kind of old school propaganda, that wasn't persuasion. That was yeah, that was telling. You know, that was right. uh, that was quite, you know, quite serious mind control rather than persuasion. Yeah. Is there an example of um, one particular ad? That so, well, from the Soviet era? Yeah. Ooh, that, I think you could, I think you could look at, yeah. I think you could look, if you Googled, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Soviet propaganda. Um, I mean, they're like, they're really iconic, aren't they? The black yeah. and the red and the yeah, white. Yeah, right. You know, that the distinctive typeface yeah. and the really super simple uh, illustration style which I think probably started with the Bauhaus. Mm, you're right, it does have that same kind of aesthetic. Yeah, the yeah. idea that, so the Bauhaus thing was all about, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert, I'm just mm-hmm. reading the book at the moment, um, but the Bauhaus thing was about stripping everything away, everything yeah. that doesn't need to be there should yeah. be removed. Right. Um, less is more. Yeah. Um, and that was something that started with them, and that goes through... Modern graphic design goes through advertising. It goes mm-hmm. through to you know punchy. Make it punchy. And no minimal, fat on minimalist. it. Minimal, minimalist. Yeah. You know, strip it down to the the message. What yeah. is the message? Right. Um, and you and I will be talking in coming days, maybe about uh, the figures for your mm. your um, submission to um, bio essays. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, we can have a chat about. Yes. Your, your message. Yeah. So we'll be trying to zombify the readers into uh, believing you are the greatest professor of evolutionary <laughs> psychology <laughs> using your figures. Uh, but, but yeah, just trying to strip away anything yeah. that's there that doesn't need to be. Right. Thinking about it like a couple of advertisers, you know. Yeah. Trying to, trying to 
get a message to land, you know, a, a really punchy piece of communication, which right. is what theoretically good scientific figures should be. Yeah. Uh, sort of punchy. Um, right, and you see it and you get it as opposed to yeah, you have exactly. to wade through it. Yeah, well, you've already got all those thousands of words to... Wade through. <laughs> <laughs> wade through. Yeah. What everybody wants is a really brilliant figure that sums it up in a really punchy way. Exactly. You don't need to read. Yeah. Athena's uh, masterpiece. You just look at the figures and you'll know exactly what's it, what it's all about. Um, so do you have any zombie apocalypse fears? Um... Do I have what relating to design and uh, illustration, or of, just just of in any general? Kind. You know, it could oh, be design illustration. Or... Yeah, you'd be here all day with my existential <laughs> dread, Athena. I think, uh, I know, I've got I've got enough existential dread to to uh, to carry the podcast through for a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was trying to think. I like I love your question that can slightly wrong foot your guests when you say you know what's the extreme yeah. version. You know where right. where where what's the extreme version of uh, being zombified. Being zombified by, you know, yeah. advertising or design yeah. or yeah. Um, and we were talking before about tattoos. And I, I wonder if that's the... Hmm. Is, that, is that falling in love with the design so much you want it to be part of you? Yeah. You know, is that is a tattoo the sort of most extreme? But actually, truthfully, I suppose it's... Is it fake news? Is it, is it, is it, is it um, people with an agenda? Design, you know, design-savvy people with an agenda and a platform, an unregulated platform in which to mm-hmm. put forward their ideas. So the sort of propaganda kind of Yeah, angle. propaganda thing. And, and I don't know, yeah. I, I think there are people that probably feel that that's what Twitter is or uh, you know, social media <laughs> is, you know, a load of design savvy people with an unregulated mm. space to say whatever the hell they like mm. and do it in a very persuasive way. Mm. Um, so zombified by sort of social media and that <laughs> maybe, kind yeah. of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I think I think uh, I think design illustrations are kind of they're tools for the selling of an idea, a persuasive idea. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, human beings love stories. We love stories, don't we? Yeah. Um, and and I think illustrations and design are a really way brilliant way to to, to sell or tell a really persuasive story that yeah. can get into people's heads, um, and whether that's politics yeah or a brilliant children's book right well and then maybe there's another piece of it because it doesn't you know just have to be about the one-way transmission of like i'm selling you this thing i'm telling you this thing it can be about kind of creating another way of of literally looking at something representing something that helps you to share your brains better yeah, sure. No, you've you've quickly cottoned on to my to my negativity there. You're quite right. <laughs> uh, no, you're exactly right. Uh, you know that that persuasion and that selling of an idea doesn't have to be a negative thing. It can be the most exciting thing in the world, can't it? When you, you know, when you're when you're, um, you know, yeah. when there's when there's a there's a there's a great idea, well sold. You know, sell it, selling brilliant ideas to people is, yeah. you know, turning people on to a great something you know something fantastic yeah. that's going to change their lives in a really positive way yeah or maybe even we realize that we understand each other because i you know i say something and you make an illustration and i say yes you get it yes or maybe that's it true. starts a conversation that wasn't there before yes. right so it can 
have this sort of life of its own That's almost right. that it you know it helps to get us out of just yeah. using words i mean that is the one that is the wonder of you know there's me slightly whinging on about social media as an unregulated platform for people to have ideas but actually you and i wouldn't be sat in this room together if it wasn't for twitter that's true where you put an idea out into the world um and i you know i was alert alerted to it by uh, by my old pal adam rutherford um and and you know right how many months down the line yeah exactly yeah. we're sat here having this excellent chat um and getting ready for a game of zombie dice <laughs> awesome well, Neil, thank you so much for sharing your brains. My pleasure. It's an, it's an honor. And if the whole world says that we're crazy, we don't need nobody anyhow. But if you don't want to fall in love, you better tell me right now. And if the whole world says that we're crazy, Zombified is a production of Arizona State University and the Zombie Apocalypse Medicine Alliance. So thanks for listening. And remember, if you want to get one of those t-shirts, go to zombified.org. Or if you want to get one of those stickers, go to zombified.org. Or if you want to get a t-shirt and a sticker, go to zombified.org. You can do a lot of things on zombified.org. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks in general to everybody who has supported us. Um, we are an educational no ads podcast. So um, if you've got a dollar a month or five bucks a month to spare, go on patreon.com and become a patron. Uh, thanks to all the brains that help make this podcast. Tal Rom, who does our awesome sound. Neil Smith, of course, who is our illustrator. Lemmy, um, the creator of the song Psychological. Everybody on the Actipus Lab Z team who helps to make this podcast happen. Um, don't forget to uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram, a Zombified Pod, and uh, once again, our website, zombified.org. Yes, so thank you all to all of you for listening to Zombified.org, your source for brain snacks. Crazy, but it seems so logical. I can't deny that there is something supernatural with you.